Hello, and welcome back to the Plugin for More podcast. One of the more glaring issues facing potential EV buyers is range anxiety. We have all heard the stories about how electric vehicles won't last in the winter and that maybe you're going to freeze to death in a traffic jam. But if you've been listening to our show, you know by now that these stories aren't exactly accurate. There are, however, some considerations that EV owners need to have when operating in a northern climate, and this episode will be the first of three in a series that's going to examine the issues facing electric vehicles when driving in the winter. Enjoy. Welcome to Plug In For More, brought to you by EVUniverse.com. EV Universe is your one-stop shop for all things related to the electric vehicle. Here on this podcast, our goal is to educate, inspire, and hopefully make your transition into the electric vehicle marketplace a lot less intimidating. And now, here are your hosts, Mike, Tom, and Bryant. This episode, we're going to jump into what you need to know for driving your EV in the winter. There's a lot of questions that have been coming up with concerns over range and, and battery longevity in the cold. And we really just want to try to hammer home a couple points and maybe try to get away from some of the myths that are out there, maybe the misinformation, because it's also always prevalent. Um, Brian, what do you got, man? Yeah, Tom, I'm getting a lot of questions on that as I'm driving around town. You know, it's getting a little bit colder in Michigan and people are asking. Wait, I'm going to stop well, you though for a second. How is it to drive an EV around town? Because I don't know. I, I'm still waiting on mine. <laughs> it's the best thing in the world, Tom. You should experience it sometime. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. I can't wait. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I just, I just was triggered there for a moment. No, it's okay. You should be triggered because it's, it's awesome. It's, you're really missing out. <laughs> I can't wait ever, to know what it's like to drive an EV in the cold. Um, I mean, no, if you I'm ever want to ride, just, just let me know. I'm up for it anytime. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, no, people are asking a lot, like, hey, is that car going to even work in the winter? And, you know, what's, are you concerned about your range? So I, I'm getting a ton of questions. Yeah, I know Mike's, Mike's actually owned an EV in the winter. This is my first time. I will say that I'm not seeing a massive range decrease yet as it gets colder here in Michigan. It's not like, oh my gosh, it's, it's crazy. I'm seeing, usually I'm about 275 miles on an 80, 90% charge. This morning it was, you know, as cold as 40 degrees. I had 265 miles, so I saw about a 10 mile difference, um, but nothing crazy. We'll see as it gets as it gets colder. But Mike's kind of an expert here. I was I was just want to remind people of kind of maybe why EV battery life is impacted by cold weather. Um, you know, the the batteries on on most modern EVs really have a temperature range, you know, between 40 and you know maybe 100 degrees Fahrenheit, where they like to where they really feel um, where they feel good, and the batteries you know, perform as, as they want to, same as an electric vehicle or same as a, I'm um, sorry, a gas powered vehicle when it gets cold out, uses more gas, things like that. And so the, the real reason why you're seeing less range is because as the batteries get colder, or if you live in a super warm climate, they get too hot, the car actually has to use electricity um, to make sure the batteries are at that optimal temperature. So they actually have battery heating inside of them and the batteries have to get warmer on, in order to charge, in order to operate efficiently. So you're using not only the electricity to heat the cabin, but you're losing electricity to run the battery heaters themselves, uh, the battery um, conditioning to see, and then obviously you're driving. So you're using three different areas of electricity where it's, if it's normal, if it's 60 or 70 degrees, you're not using probably two of those. So um, Mike, what, what are your experiences and maybe some ways to mitigate some of the decreased range you experience in the winter? Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing um, out of the gate is which car you're driving. And it really depends on 
it, what kind of heat, heat source they're using. So if they have a heat pump, they're much more efficient than if they don't have a heat pump. So what if you look at different studies, and of course they are comparing to different temperatures and that sort of thing, but on average you're looking at for, let's say, a new Tesla Model 3, anywhere from a 1% to a 5% decrease when it's 70 degrees out or thereabouts to freezing. Um, when you look at a car such as a Chevy Volt or a Mustang Mach-E, which do not have heat pumps, those are lo losing around 30% in that same temperature um, range difference. So that's that's one thing to think about. You know, if you're going to live in a northern climate, does it have a heat pump or not? So it might you know make your decision for you. So Tom, being a Mach-E soon-to-be owner, think got to think about that. Um, so Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, if you ever get yours. Um, so that's, that's one thing right out of the gate is which car you have. The other thing, um, is make sure you're, this is for any vehicle, make sure your tires are fully inflated. Um, if you have snow tires on in the winter, cause you again, get a lot of snow, that's more rolling resistance, which is going to decrease your range. I don't care if that's a gas or electric, you're not going to go as far. Um, and then also as far as tips on that vehicle, you want to make sure that it, when it's plugged in, if you precondition it for that EV, before you leave so that car is warmed up before you go you're gonna get the most range at that point in time again tires fully inflated you're and driving oh, go ahead just real quick though can what exactly is preconditioning yes good point sorry i jumped into that so preconditioning um for those who don't have an ev yet is you can do it a couple different ways but essentially it's telling your car you're going to leave at a specific time and so when you do that it will warm up the cabin for you again if it's already plugged in it'll warm up the battery. So it's warming it up to that, again, preconditioned temperature. It's where it's at its happiest and it's most efficient. And so when you do that, when it's plugged in, you're just using electricity from that charger, from your home or wherever you may be. And that way, again, when you get in it, it's nice and cozy, the battery's happy, and you're gonna be the most efficient. I wanna interject really quick too, listener, if you, if you do have, so I just learned something this morning, right? So if you do have your home charger set up, so mine is set up to charge between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. to take advantage of lower electricity rates. I'm going to have to change that to be 11 p.m. to 8 a.m. because when I take my daughter to school at 8, I want to make sure that I'm going to use that electricity from the charger. So I'm going to set the, I'm going to set the limits from 11 to 8, and I'll have the car start warming up around 7.50. So I'll pull that out of the, char out of the electricity, out of the wall rather than battery. So I just want to clarify, too, if getting really specific, but if you do have a home charger set up on specific times, make sure you, you adjust it in the winter if you're leaving a little bit later. Yep, exactly. And some some vehicles, it's going to be on the car or on the mobile app. Um, could be inside the car. It just depends on which car you have. So that is a, a very good point. Or it could be the charger itself. So a couple different areas, you know, you can tweak those um, when that car is going to be preconditioned. Another thing is how fast you're driving just like any other time of the year the faster you drive the less range you're going to get and same thing in the winter you're just going to see that a little bit play out a little bit more um and again the last thing which is the first point is if you live in a northern climate get a car with a heat pump yeah i think that i think it. that uh the speed is really interesting mike not just the winter but i would say that's the number one question i get or i see in the forums is Hey, last week I was getting 300 miles. This week I'm getting 250 miles. Is the car broken? And then the number one response is, well, did you take a road trip? Did you drive on the freeway? And I would say 90, 95% of the time, they're like, oh yeah, I was driving, you know, 80 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. um, this 
you don't notice this in gas powered vehicles as much because the range, I don't ever look at the range really, but this is the same phenomenon, right? Mike and Tom, like when you drive faster, even in a gas powered vehicle, you get less miles per gallon. That's what we're really talking about here, right? Is the faster you drive, the really the, the faster your range is going to drop, right? I mean, is this, is this pretty common yeah. sense here? It is. I mean, especially when you look at the, the science behind it and the wind resistance, the faster you go, you're, you're pushing the wind. And so that's why when you look at someone who's driving 45, 50 miles an hour, there's less wind resistance than if you're doing 125. And so you're, you're, again, you're pushing that wind out of the way, the air out of the way. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to have a, a major impact. Um, the other thing too, I think with EVs that gets people is, um, the instant torque and that instant speed around town, which people love to utilize, myself included. But when you're having that quick acceleration over and over again, that's not great for your range. So if you are you have a little bit of a lead foot, you're gonna you're gonna get less on a charge, just like you would on a gas car. So speaking of torque, Mike, I, I do enjoy beating pretty much everyone off the line. I will say a quick story last night I went to dinner with my wife. And I've never been iced, um, meaning uh, a big truck, usually diesel or big, you know, 350, whatever truck, tries to pull in front of you and blow smoke in you. That's that's calling that's, that's being that's, called iced. That's, no, that's called rolling coal. Well, maybe different, maybe different <laughs> terms, different regions. Uh, ice? Uh, no, iced is when I've they block it, your charge. Hey, time out. Uh, being iced is when they block your charger. Well, that's what that means. Well, Rolling coals I'm, when they I'm, get in front of you and then they blow the smoke. Well, I've been, I've been, I've been uh, told, I've been told th- both these things. So oh, sorry. Well, they're lying to you, Tom. <laughs> Are they lying to you, Brian? I don't, I mean, I've never had it happen, so I don't know. That's yeah. why I don't know the proper okay. term for it. All right. But the dude last night tried to try to what? What was it called? Ro- blowing it's coal. Called ro- ro- yeah, roll coal or rolling coal. Yeah. Rolling coal. He tried to do it to me, and I wasn't paying attention. So he got, he almost got in front of me. I was like, no way, dude. He's like, no way. <laughs> so of course, you know, if you actually pay attention, there's no way a truck can get in front of you in an EV. It's impossible. Um, but I'm curious, my vehicle has snow mode and I've never turned on. And I'm curious your experience with snow mode. Does it take some of that torque away? Cause in the winter you don't want all that torque. Right. Um, so I'm just curious what your experience has been with snow mode. Yeah, so snow mode from everything that I've experienced with it is it really, it, yeah, it, it decreases the torque and, and makes sure that you're starting off slower so you're not going to spin those tires so that if you're in a slippery situation, it's it's going to roll a little bit easier and you're not going to get into a, a situation where you're all of a sudden spinning your tires and then you're you're stuck not moving, which I know all three of us, personally, I've seen all three of us get stuck at some point in our lives um, and some of us push other ones out. Oh, oh story here. Yep. <laughs> I, I have no knowledge of being stuck anywhere. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. Yep. I, I know your parents lost a delivery garbage can once because they oh. put it in a, a bad spot, but yeah, I didn't get wow. stuck. Oh, off side of the driveway. Yeah, that's, this is <clears throat> this is going back many years to Tom with a rear-wheel drive pickup truck and mm. a lot of fishtails and Tom not knowing how to drive it in up a very short driveway in the winter. That's your version. That's fine. Um, <laughs> so a lot of it, though, with we were talking about, like, you know, your snow mode is nothing more than trash control, like trash control, ABS, remote start, like all these things are just synonymous equivalents to from an ice vehicle to an EV vehicle. You know, preconditioning is remote start, essentially, you know, trash control is like snow mode. 
uh, yeah. Or is that too maybe, big of a generalization? Term, yes. Yeah, it's, it's close. I mean, I think it's close enough. That's it's analogous. Yeah. That you know, there's obviously there's going to be some some minor differences, but for yeah, yeah, in general, yes. Like I know yeah. that the in a gas vehicle that there isn't a heater for the gas tank. Like I, I know that, but like, like there isn't an EV battery, but essentially you're remote starting it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mike, what's your experience charging in the winter? Cause the batteries have to be warmer to charge. So does it take longer because the batteries have to be warmed up or what's your experience with that? So with, with Tesla's, when you get, if you're going to a supercharger, um, at least now, they didn't used to do this, but in over the last few years, this has been put in place. They will precondition themselves. They know that within a certain distance, they need to you know, start warming up the battery. And so when you get to that supercharger, it's it's ready to go. Um, now, there's some, other, some newer vehicles that do that and some other ones that do not. Um, a lot of it has to do with, do they know you're coming up on a super, uh, up on a DC fast charger? And so, you know, you got to make sure that's in your navigation and the car is aware of it. Because if it's not, there's obviously it's not going to know that you're intending to charge. That's interesting. Um, I will say, too, it's kind of kind of interesting on, on the EV6 app. At least you can go in and look at your trips and it'll show you how much electricity you use for actual propulsion of the vehicle, how much you use for cabin how much you use for battery conditioning and then how much you use for like, you know, charging your phone. And so all summer it's been zero on battery conditioning, never, ever. But now I'm seeing if you're driving, especially in the mornings, it's been in the forties, it's been getting up, you know, into the seventies in the afternoon. It's just really interesting to go take my daughter to school using some electricity for battery conditioning. And then when I go pick her up in the afternoon at 70, it uses none. So I'm really curious to see as the winter goes, how much, you know, electricity it takes for battery conditioning and, just really keep an eye on what that what that looks like. Yep. It's a factor for sure. But there's ways to mitigate it. Cool. Cool. So things that we're going to look at a little bit closer going further or going ahead in further episodes, we're going to have a tire expert on that's going to be able to talk to us about EV tires and rubber composition and the rolling resistance that you already mentioned in this episode and things like that we have to look forward to. And then we're also going to have Aaron Jones back on to talk just about heat pumps and the different heating elements and whatnot that are going to go into different EVs and why they're more efficient. I'll bring real world driving the snow in northern Michigan, which probably gets more snow than most places in the country. So I'll bring real world examples of the range, what I'm seeing driving the snow with snow mode. So I'll always be talking about that. Hopefully not for yeah. a while. It's still October. Hopefully yeah. we're not talking about that for a few more months. We got a couple yeah. months. And I really want to just, I just want to rip on Tom the next few uh, podcasts. So let's make sure we all listen in for that. Uh, okay. So hopefully like tomorrow we're recording what first part of October, I guess Ford does their scheduling for, for production like every Thursday. So I'm crossing mm-hmm. my fingers. I get an email tomorrow because allegedly I'm priority one, according to my Ford dealer, which could just be them blowing smoke to get me to stop calling them every week and looking for updates, but we'll see. I don't know. Can't wait to hear. Let us know, Tom. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. You guys have a good rest of your day. Thanks. You too. Thanks. Thank you for listening to plug in for more. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out the one-stop EV marketplace, eviverse.com. Until next time.